we're back with another episode of Brick House. Just couldn't stay away. Just a couple days since we recorded. It's but great. Sometimes news drops and we have to drop everything, have an emergency pod, give our listeners uh, our breakdown of the Brian Colangelo burner Twitter account story. Matt, can you summarize? I don't even know how I would possibly summarize this thing. Yeah. Give, us, give us the 20-second explanation of this, if you could. So two nights ago, this was two nights ago. Yes. Feels like our entire lives, Bob. There's something like the NBA Finals today on yeah. Thursday when we're recording. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Two nights ago, The Ringer put out a story saying that they received, in February, they had received an anonymous tip that Brian Colangelo, the Philadelphia 76ers president of basketball operations, had been secretly running five Twitter accounts. So since February, the ringer has been basically going over all these Twitter accounts, trying to link them to each other in an attempt to verify this source. And these these accounts were used to criticize NBA players, including 76ers players, debate the decisions of the coaching staff or other general managers, including the le- legendary, lovely Sam Hinkie and Masai Jerry, gossip about medical information, <laughs> and also... Maybe the best part, we'll get to these later, but like a tweet that telegraphed a trade that they were about to make. It is the most bizarre NBA story in recent memory. We were just discussing before we turned on the recording device. What even comes close? What was the weirdest story before this? Maybe it was the 13-page resignation letter of Sam Hinkie or any interview that Sam Hinkie gives. By the way, the source, we'll, we'll get into this, but the source, we still don't know who it was, the tipster. Right. Uh, except that he says he works in artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Last we checked in with old Sam Hinkie, he was investing in artificial intelligence <laughs> in Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So two days later, about 48 hours later, not even, mm-hmm. there have been a, a couple of statements. Um, Brian Colangelo is denying... He's denying knowing about four of these accounts. Okay. He did tell The Ringer that one of the accounts, which is never t- tweeted, posted anything on social media, is in fact Brian Colangelo's. That's Phila, Phila, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right. Very safe. It's the safe one of the five to admit to. Right. Uh, he told Sham Sarnaya that he has no knowledge of the Twitter accounts or their motives or origin. Okay. Wojnarowski, one of the one of the people that uh, one of these burner Twitter accounts criticized was Wojnarowski, by the way. Oh, no. Big mistake. Yeah. Woj tweeted, this was the night of, maybe there's an IT person who can prove it wasn't Brian Colangelo, but here's one of his biggest problems in disputing the Ringer story. Those tweets reflected not only private team biz, but launched personal beef, jealousies, frustrations that he's shared inside and outside oh. the 76ers. See, you don't you don't come with your bullets when Woj comes with the bombs, <laughs> Bob. So we're going to break this down into uh, the most damning evidence, the most fireable offenses, mm-hmm. our favorite, and the funniest tweets. And then we're going to get into the suspects, who, who might the tipster be mm-hmm. and who might be running this twitter account if not brian colangelo right what do you think is the most damning evidence uh that the ringer presented or uh, twitter reddit sleuths since then i am a big fan of the tweet that said something let me let me see i want to get the exact wording correctly because a lot of these were defensive of brian himself when someone said 
this you, Brian, question mark? And the re- <laughs> account responded, no, but thanks for the compliment. He is too classy to even engage. Worked with him. He is a class act. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great because it's almost too too much. Like if someone someone were to ask me about Bob Johnson, I would just be like, oh, yeah, Bob's great. I wouldn't be like, hey, man, no, like <laughs> that's the best compliment I've had all week. Uh, Bob's way too classy to even talk to in person and look at. I podcasted with him. There's no finer class act ever in human recorded history. Yeah, just imagine that was actually me saying that about Bob Johnson. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's but that's why I think it's him because it's too much. Or, or uh, as we'll get into, someone who loves Brian as much as Brian loves Brian. <laughs> yeah, some other super damning evidence I thought was so the reporter is following all these accounts since February, mm-hmm. right, making notes about uh, how they could be all linked. And then on May 22nd, last Tuesday, contacts Philadelphia's office Mm -hmm. and tells them that he thinks that maybe two accounts could be connected to Brian Colangelo. Within hours, the reporter sitting there watching these accounts, within hours, the three accounts that he did not tip Philadelphia about went from public to private. Right. He got a call back. The person that he talked to said he spoke to Brian about this and... Phila one two three four five six seven is in fact Colangelo's account, mm-hmm. but he does not know the other account, which I forget the name of it, but is run by someone named Eric Junior. Right? Eric Junior. He right. says that he has no idea where Eric Junior or who's running that one, uh-huh. um, and obviously didn't mention the other three accounts that went private. Which the timing of that is uh, is obvious. Yeah, no, that's strange. Th- that's huge, and that's a good. That was a good move by the reporter to only mention two if i did all this work and was so excited i would just be blabbing all (laughs) guys i got five i got five yeah i can't believe bill simmons kept this under his hat for so long oh we'll get into some of the funny there's been some good (laughs) tweets on that subject too so since ben dietrich contacted the sixers one of the accounts is called still ballin unfollowed 37 accounts that with ties to Colangelo okay. since then, trying to cover the tracks, right. including several of Colangelo's son's bas- college basketball teammates, a former coach from his son's high school, and an account that shares the same name as his former agent, Warren Legary. That's, uh, that's where all this goes wrong, too, in my opinion. All five of the accounts followed former agent Warren Legary. Right, and I think... Didn't at least one or two of them follow a random neighbor he had in Paradise Valley, Arizona? Oh, yeah. yeah. Paradise so, Valley, a couple socialites that they were friends with in right. Toronto. If I'm going to start a secret Twitter account to bash on Brickhouse because I'm not a fan of the direction it's heading in, <laughs> I'm not going to follow uh, my brothers and like my <laughs> high school and Gonzaga, surely. You would think. Yeah. It's got to be a giveaway. Yeah. Just wear a James Harden t-shirt and all your uh, yeah. your profile photos, yeah. but cut off the head. It's just like my torso. Yeah. Uh, some of the other most damning evidence uh, pointed out in the article was the timing of a tweet about the Sixers G League team, the Delaware 87ers, mm-hmm. coincided with a interview that brian colangelo gave he was actually at this g league game and did a sideline interview and tweeted right after that i hope the sevens rise up with different uniforms and not the ones they're wearing tonight it hurts my eyes to Mm -hmm. look at them right 
again, the timing of that is uh, is is too obvious. Plus, the guy claims to be these uh, fake accounts claim to be true Sixers fans uh-huh. from South Philly. Right. Yet they're constantly defending Brian Colangelo. Mm-hmm. We know true Sixers fans are hinky stands till they die. That's right. That's a that's a great point. <laughs> yeah. And, and, of course, people pointed out, too, if you're from South Philly and you're a Philly fan, why the hell would you be rooting for Chicago men's college basketball? Let's get into the most fireable offenses. Oh, yeah. You mentioned in the, in the summary that he was giving out private personal and medical information yeah. about the players. Uh, Jalil Okafor came up a lot. Right. If you were thinking about the motive, Brian Colangelo is trying to trade Nerlens Noel and Jalil Okafor that Sam Hinkie drafted. You right, know. yes. You could say that they were mistakes that Hinkie made, but he's trying to trade these guys. Can't get a deal done for Okafor. There was a trade that was rumored with him going to New Orleans for a couple of draft for picks. For Etuan Moore. And too. Etuan Moore, right. right. But then the trade fell through, and he couldn't say you know, publicly, well, that's because Jalil failed his physical because then who's he going to trade him to? You know, sure. If he's, if he's going out and admitting this guy's failing physicals. So one of the accounts is tweeting at bloggers and Sixers writers. Blog saying, boys. Yeah. Saying, hey, ask Jalil about this. This wasn't Brian Colangelo's fault because he was taking a lot of heat for that deal not going through. Okay, so I see what... Because my first thought was, why would he want to say this to stir it up? But you're saying he's doing this to protect himself. Right. right. Okay. He just yeah. didn't want criticism about Brian Colangelo. It's mm-hmm. not making the best decision for the team. Right. It's just making the decision to defend his reputation. First of all, to fucking blog boys, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> who cares? Yeah. You know? uh, There's one guy, Matt Jacobs, that he tweeted at a bunch, in- including... Uh, Saying like, man, I wish my uh, my daughter wasn't too old for you, you know, because maybe you can marry her. Yeah, uh, he said about Jalil Okafor, you know, just contact him. And the guy tweeted at him like, can I get his phone number from you? <laughs> like, you seem really adamant about this. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, like, you have some sort of connection to the team. He says, obviously, I can't give you the phone number, but you're an established writer slash blogger. You can you, you can, can contact yeah, him. You can just do it. Since this whole. Uh, information came out. Matt Jacobs has tweeted. He's like, "Well, at least I know that Brian Colangelo thinks I'm a real writer." This <laughs> yeah, is, I saw that. This is great. That was good. Okafor, yeah, he tried to throw under the bus so he could take uh, less heat for not being able to get that trade done with New Orleans. In addition to that, Markel Fultz has been right. the saga all year and sure. also a big source of criticism for the Sixers front office and Colangelo specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was saying in these exchanges to Sixers writers trying to get them to write a story that protects Brian Colangelo and puts mm-hmm. the blame somewhere else saying that it is 100% mental, the problem with Markel Fultz, and that he's had some personal issues that he's trying to deal with, specifically the father figure in his life who's been dating his mother mm-hmm. is the also his trainer and the guy who convinced Fultz to change his shot. Okay. Again, information that it sounds like maybe other reporters knew about, but followed some sort of reporter code that like if this is not green lit by the family to discuss it's just a faux pas you know right you, you lose your your credibility you lose your opportunity for other people to give you information in the future uh-huh. if you start airing people's dirty laundry right 
One of the things I thought was very fireable, Bob, that I, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about, these Twitter handles, alvic4011 honest a34197118. I'll let Phila123456.7 slide because that's kind of a thing, but man, these are some Russian body <laughs> handles. That just shows you have to have proper handles that people won't pick up on. Enough unknown SO1, that's okay. Enough unknown sources, that's a very blog boyish type thing. Yeah. These Russian body Twitter handles, that's just uncouth. I can only think that using the weird number sequence like that and not using one Twitter burner account, but four, mm -hmm. was some misguided attempt to go undetected. Oh, well, you know, who's going to pay attention to a series of numbers? You can't even remember what that Twitter handle is, so okay. how are they going to, you know, follow me? Sure, but then certainly he wouldn't have been taken any more seriously, you know? They didn't expect Sam Hinkie to use open source data analysis <laughs> yeah. to uh, connect the dots between these accounts. Right. Another reason the 76ers would fire Brian Kalan Angelo, if they can't find uh, you know someone else to pin this on, he telegraphed a draft oh, trade yeah. only simply by liking a tweet about trading the number three pick and the Lakers pick mm -hmm. to the Celtics to get the number one pick. This was a month before the draft right. last year. So he's either telegraphing his trades or getting his trades from twitter yeah <laughs> maybe he didn't even think about that he's like oh I, he liked it because he's like oh yeah i like this we're going somewhere of course they would also fire him because he repeatedly criticized the sixers highest paid player joel mb sure we just signed this guy to a 150 plus million dollar contract and there's endless article or uh, tweets about him complaining about him dancing at the Meek Mill concert, right. complaining about him being shirtless too often, spending too much time with models and parties and not mm -hmm. focused on winning, calling him a, uh, a toddler and a big baby. Joel Embiid got on Twitter and said, Joel told me Sam Hinkie is better and smarter than you are. <laughs> Hashtag burner account. Yeah. One of the tweets, I am telling you that is the only explanation. Team asked for x-rays and MRI to show their docs and insurance. Okay, here's the reason why he should keep his job. All the poor grammar and all the uh, misspelled words, all out, that's a smart move. That's a... To cover his job. Yeah, well, surely Brian Colangelo will have some sort of education, so he'll know that insurance is spelled with an I, not with an E. Are we sure? He is a uh, trust fund baby. That, yeah. <laughs> but and he got his Harvard degree, you know, mailed to him while he was just doing bong rips in the <laughs> dorm all day. Yeah. I don't know if he actually went to Harvard. But the trust fund baby, I thought, was a really funny tweet. Let's get into our, right. uh, our funniest tweets, our favorite ones. He was bashing Masai Ujiri a lot. Yeah. So his history with Masai Ujiri was Brian was GM of the Toronto Raptors, even one GM of the year during his time there, hired Ujiri as a scout, uh, and then moved him up, I think, to assistant general manager. Right. Then he took a job in Denver, Denver, and then came back to Toronto and took Brian Colangelo's job. Mm-hmm. 
which made these burner accounts a little bitter. Yeah. When Ujiri got his thirty-plus million-dollar extension last summer, the Twitter accounts had some, had some, had some uh, beef with that. <laughs> had some to say. Uh, this one is from the Eric Jr. account, and he wrote, "But they are falling apart. Nothing done to make them a better team. Coasting by on trust fund money. Oh. Trust fund in quotes, which is a weird way to describe, you know, a guy who." Is an immigrant from Africa, right? Who came over and uh, you know from nothing is now risen to one of the highest ranks in the NBA. Those African trust funds are pretty large, <laughs> though. Let me tell you. From the still balling account, over a year later, you're right on the Colangelo thing. Ujiri was supposed to be the game changer. Instead, he he's, has been a trust fund baby. He's lived off what was left here, and those players got old mm. in the process. Yeah, oh, the process. Yeah, it's funny, and again, I think it just points to his insecurity. If this is him tweeting, that he's calling Majiri a trust fund baby when he himself would never have gotten a job in the NBA if his father were not the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Right, back in the day. Sure, more on that later. I have some stuff on that. These tweets about Jalil Okafor, like they're all over the place. He tweets at Brian Mike Jacobs a lot. And one of them, he says, I must be nuts. I cannot sleep because I worry Ja will not pass physical exams and sent back. I sent the article to all my friends that have any interest in basketball, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. And one wrote back who didn't who didn't know that much about the, the Sixers. He's like, you know, he really committed to this Rastafarian persona to say Ja so often. <laughs> yeah. like, man, he's, he's really yeah. sticking to it. I was like, yeah. well, he's talking about Jalil yeah. before. This clown is going to ruin everything at Hinky Build. Clown? Why? What did Hinky build? <laughs> My gosh, the biased insanity. <laughs> Don't act like Hinky didn't build anything. Defending the big collars, too. Oh, yeah. It's definitely probably the funniest part about the entire thing. Someone tweeted at him, this dude just loves collars. <laughs> Actually, they didn't tweet at him. They just posted a picture of Brian Colangelo that he tracked down on Twitter, found this guy, commented at him, that is a normal caller, move on, find a new slant. (laughs) (laughs) Which has become kind of the taking my talents to South Beach meme of uh, probably the, the next six months. I like how Eric Jr. retweeted a tweet praising Mattia Colangelo, Brian's son. If they aren't Brian or his wife or anybody related, then the Colangelos certainly have a stalker. Absolutely. (laughs) He's praising Brian at every turn, following closely the career of his uh, freshman son. Like, yeah, yeah, so he, he has a stalker in the works. Yeah, another guy sent a picture of him, a fan, with Colangelo, and someone wrote, Imposter, that collar is much too normal. (laughs) Couldn't be Brian Colangelo, right? Again, enough unknown sources replies. Funny you should notice. I have not seen Big Collar since he got here, so I was wondering why something he wore 10 years ago was a thing. Yeah, a very weird thing for a random person on the Internet to get upset about. (laughs) That's Uh, a very Leave Britney Alone video. The class act thing is absolutely hilarious. He's too classy to even engage. Yeah. Self-censoring the word but. Did you know, mm-hmm. did you see that one? Mm-hmm. Zero issues with this. You must be joking. If I were management, I'd step on a ladder and kick his What how do you how did they uh B hashtag asterisk asterisk. Nice. But <laughs> Eric Jr. retweeted at DeMar DeRozan on my mentor Brian Colangelo. 
Always the smoothest, clean-cut, stand-up type of guy. His swag was always on 100. Brian Colangelo got that 100 swag, Bob, and everyone needs to know about it. By the way, at the time they pulled this tweet, that was the only retweet of this tweet was from Eric Jr. There was a, a lot of Sam Hinkey bashing, of course, too. How dare he? He got in an argument about whether Hinky brought in Robert Covington and T.J. McConnell because Hinky thought they were good and that they would improve, right. or whether it was because they were bad and he wanted to lose. Back and forth arguing about this, and, and the right. guy's like, no, he said he thought they were good. It was in uh, one of the paragraphs of his resignation letter, to which the oh. Twitter bot yeah. replied, funny how you remember his resignation letter down to its paragraph. I could not get past the first page. <sighs> man too much non-typos in there knows how to spell insurance every moment with the hinky bashing this is just brutal oh this one is another hypocrisy sort of like the two i'm i'm too classy to engage he's too classy quote i have no respect for hinky's martyrdom because it is orchestrated by him behind the curtains via all the bloggers he cultivated with leaks (laughs) he's tweeted this that hinky cheated because he was cultivating bloggers with leaks right using a twitter account that he uses to cultivate bloggers with leaks yeah i mean it's next level stuff two leaks cancel out so it's just normal (laughs) it's normal journalism at this point from two different accounts he had suggestions that he should get a ladder so he can hit joel Embiid. right which is a weird turn of phrase yeah did they bleep out ladder (laughs) <laughs> it's a very offensive term, Bob. If you walk under it, it's bad luck. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's try and break down who this could be. The first question everyone asked is, is this what Sam hinkey has been up to for the past two years? What do you think the odds are that Hinky could be in any way involved in this? Pretty decent. Here, <laughs> let me. I have a few theories on why it's Sam Hinky. Right. First is just a straight up jilted lover. If if I can't have her, nobody can. <laughs> if. If I can't have the process, nobody can, right? Uh-huh. I did see a Deadspin uh, comment on one of these Brian Colangelo articles saying, if it is Sam Hinkie, you would think we can't hire this person. He's crazy. But this Deadspin commenter suggested, if it is him, they need to fire Colangelo and hire Hinkie ASAP because they'd rather have an evil genius working for them <laughs> than working against yes. them. Yes, I like that. The aforementioned AI thing is definitely one clue. Yeah. I almost think that if this is some sort of Sixers stan and Hinky stan that is not Hinky, mm-hmm. then maybe he put in that detail about how he works in artificial intelligence to make people think maybe it is. Okay. Because what an amazing end to the folk hero narrative of Sam Hinkie. Spends two years to plot his revenge yeah. on the Colangelos. <laughs> but if it's not Hinkie, who else could it be? A family member of the Colangelos is definitely being floated out there. Right. I think Jerry Colangelo is one person okay. that only because enough unknown sources said something about that that writer jacobs the blogger guy Mm -hmm. and said i wish my daughter was your age so you could marry her okay brian colangelo doesn't have a daughter jerry colangelo does okay that and he might be like you know you have to be a real old man to censor the word but oh yeah on twitter the only reason i think it might be jerry right no that's a good that's a good call the Sixers Twitter people are convinced now that it was actually Brian Colangelo's wife. There is very compelling evidence for that. 
What's what's the compelling evidence? If you're a MBA wife, a lot of high profile industries you become the job too. So if if your husband is the executive of basketball operations with the 76ers, you are by default like people look at will look at you the same way. Do you think that Melania Trump is operating 10 million burner accounts? Doesn't she know like five languages or something like that? Oh, she goes international with her <laughs> secret accounts. A lot of those like the censoring of but for example, she's a classy lady. She is Italian. Right. Which could explain the broken English and a couple of strange things like putting the dollar sign after the number, which is how they do it in oh, Italy, right. I guess. Well, here's another thing I thought about, okay? Mrs. Colangelo. What's her name? Barbara Batani. Okay, we'll call, her, we'll call her Mrs. Colangelo. <laughs> okay. You're used to the hectic life of an NBA family. Uh, constantly, the father's not around. He's constantly on the road, constantly at the office. You're managing the house. You got a lot of free time. A lot of free time. You're managing the house. You're managing the kids. You're managing everything to where you have a lot of responsibility. You're ordering custom-made Italian shirts with giant collars. Exactly. That's a very (laughs) important thing. But the kids go to college. The house becomes a little quieter. What do you do? Empty nester. Empty nester. It's also a compelling evidence to why she'd be able to manage five because... If you can manage the kids and manage the house, managing five Twitter accounts, what what's the big <laughs> deal in that, right? Plus, one of the accounts tweeted while Brian Colangelo was giving a press conference one time. That's right, yeah. If he was tweeting and press conferencing at the same time, that's very impressive. I think it's more likely that it's a dual, you know, it's, it's like both. Like the murderers and scream. Right, so it's... It Billy and Matthew Lillard. It's a, it's a dual production here by the Colangelo family. What if I was looking at it kind of the wrong way? She can't come right out and yell, I'm important too. Uh-huh. So that's why she's giving away all this stuff to let people know that she actually knows what go- what's going on. Don't forget about her. Uh-huh. One of these Twitter detectives went to reset the password mm-hmm. on the Twitter accounts, and they show you the phone number connected to it or yeah. just the last two digits of the phone number. Right. And three of the five ended in 9-1. With a little more sleuthing, they found an email that Barbara sent when they were living in Toronto mm-hmm. uh, about some fundraiser that she was hosting and said, hey, if you have any questions, give me a call. Her phone number ends in 9-1. It's pretty big coincidence there. So if not Barbara, who else could it be? You ready for this one? I can't wait. LeVar Ball. You're LeVar. You need Lonzo to shine. Well, you need yourself to shine first and foremost, <laughs> but you also, by proxy, need your son to shine. You do not need LeBron in Los Angeles. You don't want LeBron there. You need LeBron in Philadelphia. You need him still in the East. Have you heard lately, some people have been suggesting that if LeBron comes, Embiid might have to go. Personality conflict. Like, they think it might clash. I, I don't buy into it, but that's just what I've been hearing people. My sources, my unknown okay. sources. LeVar <laughs> actually set this up so Brian Colangelo is the fall guy to upset Embiid so he demands a trade. So basically, here here's a tweet I saw. I was going to save this, but this kind of helps with this theory, okay? Okay. Colangelo gets fired. David Griffin gets hired to take his place. Griff convinces LeBron to come to Philly in the next offseason. Then this tweet goes on to say, Philly destroys Boston the next seven years in the playoffs. Bill Simmons' site ends up having caused the window of contention for Boston to close. (laughs) That was a a great tweet I saw. But that's why I think it could be LeVar. 
Lonzo needs to run the NBA's hottest team, right? Philly is too good. They're currently the hottest young team in the league, so they need the controversy. Do you remember the electrician who secretly wrote Trust the Process on the inside of like all the light switches and light fixtures in the Sixers' new practice facility? How could I forget? What if, while he was surreptitiously writing TTP, or Trust the Process, in every room in the Sixers' you know, headquarters, he was also installing recording and listening devices? Mm. This would make him privy to the inside information mm -hmm. that this account has been sharing. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I have seen all the Mission Impossibles, Bob. <laughs> He's obviously a big hinky supporter and mm -hmm. a big truster of the process. Right. Maybe this was his way of trying to get rid of the Colangelos himself. Sure. Taking matters into his own hand. Yeah. Vigilante electrician. <laughs> like it. You got any other suspects? Markel Fultz. Okay. <laughs> He's got to do something with his time off. <laughs> what if he wanted to be on Philly? all along though that's why he liked that tweet because he liked the idea of they do have chick-fil-a's right <laughs> yeah and he he realized that if boston was going to have the number one pick they would they wouldn't have drafted him right he wanted to be the number one pick and he wanted to be on philadelphia so secretly he was that would only vouch for one of the twitter accounts i know uh -huh. but you know maybe he wanted his mom really to break up with his trainer too oh yeah that's true what about the possibility that it was a rival GM? Mm, okay. What if yeah, it was about this. Danny Ainge or Daryl Morey? Or Masai. Drop this information right before the draft, right before free agency. LeBron's a free agent. I think it's a brilliant strategy. Daryl could be seeking revenge for his former assistant GM, Sam sure. Hankey. Ainge, we know, will do anything to get a competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. Ship away your fan favorite five foot four player. Another person I think might be privy to Brian's insecurities, verbal patterns, and hinky hate. Yeah. His therapist. Oh, whoa. Okay. If he has one. Yeah. You know, maybe he's stiffed her on a couple of bills. She's been recording this information, tweeting out after every session, sharing the information, trying to get the blog boys, get everybody riled up. What if he's just a giant, insecure 52-year-old, okay, Brian? Look at his history, right? His dad is Phoenix Sports. His dad's his dad. Like, his dad mm -hmm. is Phoenix Sports. He's Plus the, Team USA, revived Team USA. Right. He gets the job. He gets gifted, handed the job from his dad, and he's good at it. I'm not saying he wasn't good as son's general manager, right? Mm -hmm. So he follows in his dad's footsteps. But no one acknowledges it because he instantly, when the new owner comes, he gets run out of town, goes to Toronto where he makes the mistake of hiring a Masai Ujiri who everyone loves more than him and will become the person who takes his job, gets a job at Philadelphia. Why? Because of his dad again. You know what none, none of those people have ever done? Gotten busted with five fake Twitter accounts. He needed something that he could just call his own. But he needs to deny it too because if he were to just come out and say it right away, he needs the story to build. He needs like the season finale of this story. It's going to be a huge press conference. If the NBA Finals goes seven games, he might even admit the morning of Game 7. He might try and take away all the news coverage and make it, make it all about him. It's quite possible. Yeah. I also thought it was possible that it was the ringer that put this all together. Oh, yeah. I think it's clearly their most shared, most discussed article in the two-year history of the website. Mm -hmm. Half of the staff at the ringer are Sixers fans. Plus, 100% of the staff are conspiracy theorists, <laughs> creative writers, and millennials who are pretty good at social media. Right. 
I could see Bill Simmons being the executive producer of the most elaborate hoax in NBA social media history. Yeah. And a great way to, uh, you know, get coverage for the site. Sam Esfandiari, the poker player. Uh Uh-huh. He tweeted, man, no one does better investigative journalism of the Celtics Atlantic division rivals than the ringer. (laughs) So that's the other thing you take down, you take down the competition. What if, and this is my last guess Mm -hmm. on, on who a suspect could be, but what if it was the ultimate Sixers, Sam Hinkie and trust the process fan. And that same person is also the starting center of the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid. Okay. The account started right when Hinky got fired and Colangelo moved in to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. At the time, Joel Embiid had a lot of free time, and he spent a lot of that free time on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he did. These are two things that we know. No one loves Sam Hinky more. Well, he, other than us two and uh, maybe some super hoopers. But. <laughs> he nicknamed himself The Process, mm-hmm. totally embodied it. He wanted Hinky back. I think this is after losing in the playoffs uh, with the Markel Fultz and everything. Maybe they knew, too, that they knew Brian's true feelings about him. You know, Sam right. was, was so nurturing to him. He didn't even have to play when Sam was there. Yeah, none of the, none of the young guys <laughs> had to play. Brian Colangelo comes in. All of a sudden, they, they want him running up and down the court to get in shape and stuff. No one wants to Stop do that. Stop drinking the Shirley Temples. Oh, man. Not an Embiid's watch. You know, he had a lot of time to walk around. He probably walked by a few open doors, heard a few secret conversations that he shouldn't have, you know. Allow me to make a Downton Abbey reference, Bob. Okay. In Downton Abbey, all six seasons, whenever there's a conversation going on that no one should hear, you better believe some of the servants are (laughs) overhearing that conversation. No one has a private conversation. If the 76ers are anything like this television show that I've watched... Brian Colangelo is having a secret conversation or tweeting from his laptop out in the open. Somebody is over his shoulder watching it. I imagine that we're going to get to the bottom of this because NBA Twitter and NBA Reddit podcasts like us won't rest, won't even acknowledge the NBA finals until we do. We forgot that it was happening tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having some people over to talk about Brian Colangelo. (laughs) We're going to have some chips. Maybe we'll have the game on in the background. Anyways, that concludes the emergency podcast. Tweet at us any theories you might have, maybe uh, some of our suspects you hadn't thought of before. I really like uh, LeVar Ball uh, personally. We will be back. We will, I'm sure, update about uh, this story and just cross our fingers that more gems like this fall out of the sky so we can report on them. We'll talk to you next week on the next episode of Brick House. We're back. Another episode of Brickhouse Podcast. Team previews 2016-17. Number 29 team. Back back where they belong at the bottom of the NBA, the Philadelphia 76ers. We don't want to get their hopes up too high. Yeah. You know, they they accomplished what they set out to do. They got the number one overall pick. The best part about this year is watch them... Watch them finish in the nine position and then win the lottery. Oh, I see. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, like they'll actually kind of be a little bit better this year. But first, let's, one of our favorite people on this podcast is Sam Hinkie, of course. I think he's a, 
big inspiration for he, the whole show. He might he might have be the whole inspiration. <laughs> you know, he but he was he was given the old heave ho. Well, right. I think he resigned. You know, whatever. Yeah. Details. He was getting replaced by the Colangelos. He's getting sidelined, marginalized. Right. right. So the the new Sixers GM is Brian Colangelo, and he was given the job by his father, right. Jerry. Uh, Brian has recently been visited by an uninvited guest this summer. Oh. It's the ghost of Sam Hinkie. Nice. You know, Hinkie, like the ghost of Jacob Marley, told Colangelo that he would be visited by three spirits. You remember the Three ghost? spirits, yeah. yeah. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. But the spirits are just Sam Hinkie in various costumes of people and animals that he compares himself to in the 13-page resignation letter. Oh, my gosh. I love it. We want to make it clear that Sam Hinkie may be a lot of things, but one thing he is not is a ghost or a spirit. Right, yeah. That, just, a, just a joke. Joke segment. That we know of. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Brian Colangelo. If that's Kyle from Payroll again fucking with me, I don't have time. Brian Colangelo. God damn it. Who's there? Oh, it's me, Sam Hinkie. Jesus, Sam, how'd you get in here? How's your key even still work? Remember when I promised to restore a championship to Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, I do, Sam. I'm forced to wear these chains, Brian Colangelo. I'll wear them for all eternity until the Sixers hoist that trophy, and I'm here to tell you that the same will happen to you too, Brian Colangelo. I'll take my chances, I guess. Thanks for stopping by, Sam. Next time, make an appointment with Marcy, though, huh? Will ya? Tonight you'll be visited by three ghosts. I'd listen to them. Do what they say, or your burden will be heavier than mine. I did, after all, get us the number one pick in the draft, Ben Simmons. Farewell, Brian Colangelo. The ghost of Sixers past is Sam Hinkie, dressed as the extinct 400-pound flightless bird of New Zealand, the MOA. I was trying to get Andrea Barniarni to work the ghost of Sixers past spirit gig, but he told me he was busy haunting your dreams. Sure, you built the Nash era sons, but... You also took that Italian over LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, well, you took Jahil Okafor over Chris Epps Porzingis and Michael Carter-Williams over Greek Freak. Jackson Broman ring a bell? You traded Luol Dang for him back in 04. When's the next spirit getting here, Hinky? I have a meeting with Maverick Carter to get to. Moa Hinky slinks off the stage and returns dressed as ghost of Sixers present, Warren Buffett. Who are you supposed to be now, Roseanne Barr? It's Warren Buffett, Brian. I feel like you want to give me an atomic wedgie any minute. Maybe I should have talked to the press more. I'll give you that. But what you don't do is tell everyone who you're trying to trade. If you tell everyone you don't want Jahil Okafor anymore, then his value plummets. How can you not see this? You have the easiest part of the job to do now if you would just shut up. No one forced you to resign, Hinky. You could have stayed on. I never said your input wasn't valuable. You know what Warren Buffett would say? Someone is sitting in the shade because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Oh yeah? Does it look like I have it made in the shade to you? Just try not to be as much of a jerk to the next spirit, Brian. The ghost of Sixer's future is Sam Hinkie in a spacesuit with the Tesla insignia. Let me guess, future you is Elon Musk? Well, you're smarter than you look sometimes, Brian Colangelo. Alright, you had your fun. I'm calling security, Hinkie. Can we get security in here immediately? Hinky is dressed up like an astronaut again. You'll never win, Brian Colangelo. Even if you win, the fans will thank me. 
If you lose, the fans will blame you.